welcome to the Stay Hot Podcast and our NCAA Bracket Breakdown first annual. Alongside me is A-Town Toby Todd Kelch and probably yeah. one of the most knowledgeable college basketball fans I know. So I thought there's no other person <laughs> to have on the breakdown than Todd. So Todd, thanks for joining the Stay Hot Podcast. I don't even know if I consider myself a college basketball expert, but you don't have to be to win a bracket challenge. I think that is the uh the best thing about a bracket pool i i think you just hit the nail on the head because when i run the bracket challenge at my work people that usually win it tell me they picked by uniform color or mascot right right, or, right. they don't even know what the numbers beside the team even mean so but still i know from talking to you you know we discuss a lot of basketball throughout the year um you're still you know course it's my podcast so i can say whatever i want we're still yeah. the most knowledgeable basketball college basketball people i know yeah I, I would i would agree with that right so um <laughs> for those of you out there that take part in your um ncaa pools at work or participate in the espn challenge online we're going to give you all the latest information you need to cash in <laughs> on our knowledge all free yeah. of charge by the way yeah that's right not even going to charge you a dime. We just asked for 10% of your winnings to be uh, sent to my Venmo or my Cash App since uh, Bill Pulte won't ever give me any money on Twitter. If you'd I like think to. That's, I think that's a nice cut, 10%. I mean, 10% of your bracket winnings goes to the Stay Hot podcast. Okay. I like it. All right. The first four in Dayton, which I'm not going to lie, I was kind of shocked once I saw all 68 teams announced. There were a few yeah. teams that I felt like were left out that maybe should have like been Texas A and M. I I don't know what more Texas A and M could have done, but what even I surprised agree, me man. more? Well, that's what I was getting to. Whatever surprised me more was that they were the fourth one out. They weren't even the first one out. There it has to be mind, four teams. I, I thought they did more than enough this week at the SEC tournament to get in. There has to be four teams catch COVID for them to enter the bracket. Right. <laughs> By Tuesday. Uh, By yeah, Tuesday. no. It, so it was I like, see. so they played their first game in the SEC tournament, and it was like the winner of this uh, game may get into the tournament. They win that, and then they win two more games. They beat Auburn. Like, what What do you have to do? I don't know. Um, I, and Sometimes I'm just, the I'm, selection. The selection stuff, like I would never want to be the person – in there making the decisions on which teams like that. The guy that went on uh, CBS earlier, the head of the selection committee, or I don't even remember that guy's name, but he had great humor about it. I was like, man, you, you just, you just made a lot of people in college station really, really mad. And you're up there like making jokes. The thing that kind of shocked me about it though, was, um, I felt like he did a very good job of kind of like coach speak and kind of uh, avoiding and yeah. dodging questions because he knew what points yeah. he wanted to get across. But, I mean, Michigan is right. 17 and 14, and they were an 11 seed. They're Jeez. not even in the play-in. Like, they were a legit tournament team. Yeah. Like, they had them in. Yeah, that was shocking. And also felt like they get an 11 seed. Like That's, if I was, listen. if you would have told me Michigan was in this tournament before the bracket came out, I would have said, okay, they'll be in Dayton playing Indiana or something. 
And that's kind of what I expected, not necessarily Indiana, because Indiana beat them in the first round of their conference tournament. But right. um, the part that kind of, you know, Virginia Tech just mopped the floor with Duke to win the ACC, and they're an 11 seed. So you're telling me Virginia Tech and Michigan are on the same line? Right. Uh, Granted. it's tough, man. That is tough. But you know what? Like you said, I wouldn't want to do that guy's job. But with that being I wouldn't said. Want to. No. With that being said, let's talk about the first four in Dayton, um, the first Wright State and Bryant. The first, the thing that sticks out to me about this matchup is Wright State is essentially getting a home game. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and, the one thing that sticks out to me was I saw Green Day at Wright State one time. So I think I'm going to pick Wright State since I saw Green Day in concert there. And actually, Jimmy Eat World opened up for him. It was a pretty good concert. And I, if I recall correctly, that's probably one of your favorite bands. So I think that is a great uh, it's, reason. It's really think- not. Oh. It's really not. Like, uh, I think I think most of their stuff was overplayed. But I did go to this concert with a friend of mine in college, and it was a great show. I was actually so, talking about Jimmy. Eat, it was a pretty I, cool campus. I was talking about Jimmy Eat, Eat World and not Oh, not Jimmy Green Eat Day. World? I, I do really like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, nobody likes Green Day. They were well overplayed, but. I'm picking Wright State because I didn't even know Brian had a basketball team before tonight. Um, I think I did hear in the selection show that this is their first ever trip to the NCAA tournament. And bright lights, big stage, deer and headlight look. Wright State advances because this will be a home game for them. Where's where's Bryant College at? I don't even know. That's why I said we know more about college college basketball (laughs) than anybody I know. (laughs) We're proving it right off the bat. Right. So if, if anybody listening to this hasn't laughed yet, just go ahead and turn it off. I don't know what's wrong with your sense of humor. Um, <laughs> and I made the comment earlier, you know, the next game I've written down is Wyoming and Indiana. Um, yeah. I that made the comment game, earlier actually. that, well, I made the comment that I didn't realize how you could put Wyoming in and not a Texas A&M, which Absolutely. I don't know anything yeah. about Wyoming. They may be good. But they didn't play right. SEC competition all year long. They didn't just make an SEC tournament run. But uh, they're going to get beat by Indiana. I like Indiana. Uh, wait a minute. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I don't like Indiana at all. But this Indiana team is fun to watch like they have been recently. Uh, got an NBA coach. They're playing NBA defense. They got a lot of... Uh, people that I call Swiss army knives who can like switch off on screens and guard anybody on the floor, like Indiana for real. I don't don't know. They could, they could like win their next game after the, after the uh, first four. I mean, Um, I actually like what they're doing recently. Well, I was going to say that I actually watched, um, Indiana and Michigan in that first round game. And I was very impressed with Indiana and how well they played in their conference tournament win over Michigan. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with you about them winning their next round game, but they do play St. Mary's and I think St. Mary's is solid. Um, I watched them beat Gonzaga. So um, we'll yeah. talk about that when we get to the East, but I okay, agree. Okay. I agree that the Hoosiers um, beat Wyoming in this uh, East right. matchup here in the first four, but um I know nothing I about can't Wyoming. Name you one player. I can't name you one player for Wyoming. I can't either. 
They got a big, tall, blonde hair guy I saw in the video when their name was announced. He jumped up and clapped. <laughs> so it looks like they have good size. All right. Well, I'll take Jefferson Davis, the kid from Indiana, over big, tall, white kid with uh, blonde hair. Yeah, that's a, probably a good matchup. I, I think I agree. I think Jefferson Davis is probably going to eat on that matchup. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Rutgers and Notre Dame. And um, actually, a lot of the analysts thought Notre Dame would get in um, yeah. outright just with their victory over Kentucky. But it seems like, yeah. uh, but I think you could, I think the, the uh, committee kind of went with the narrative to get nine, of, nine teams in from that conference. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, go ahead. I, don't, I couldn't, be, I just couldn't believe they got so many teams in. They never do well in the tournament. Yeah, well, they they really don't. But I don't know. I don't know what what did were what were they rewarding that conference with for or what were they rewarding for getting nine teams? I I didn't understand that. But uh, Notre Dame's winning this game. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, but you know, we know way more than what Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg and those guys know. They all picked Rutgers to win. Um, we're going to prove that that the Stay Hot podcast is way more knowledgeable than those guys that ESPN pays to give their opinion. Um, yeah. Notre Dame's going to win this game, and I don't even care what the line is. Notre Dame money line is the way to go. Um, Notre Dame money line is the way to go on that game. I agree. Regardless if it's value or not, put your house on Notre Dame money line. Just if you lose, we don't want to hear it. No doubt. Um, and then this last two, I didn't even – Texas Southern, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Um, I Corpus don't, Christi is a beautiful city if you've never been there. No, I, I'm just really assuming both these, team, both these teams are from Texas. That's what I would guess. Where's Texas Southern at, I wonder? Southern who part cares? of Texas? Yeah. I don't really know who to pick. I'm going to pick Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and I'm going to say the better Texas A&M team is in this tournament with Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They're going to they're going to they've got College Station in their corner. And and you're right. Obviously they were the better Texas A&M school <laughs> because they're in the tournament. I mean That's right. Um and I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm you sold me on Corpus Christi. You talk about how beautiful a city that is. You've sold me. I'm going yeah. all in on Texas A&M Corpus Christi and That's a, that's may, a good decision. But they may even give Kansas a run. In that first round game, you know, oh, chill, the, chill. <laughs> listen, have you ever been to Lawrence, Kansas? Uh, no, I haven't, but I, I haven't imagine. either. But I, I haven't either, but I hear it's terrible, right? I can't so, imagine that if we're basing, Kansas is a cool city. If we're basing it on the coolness of the city, Corpus Christi will probably, you know, make I don't saying they're going to win, but they'll be in the game. <laughs> what region you want to go to first? Well, let's. I mean, I, I don't. The West. Want to go? Because want to go to the West the, because it's at the top. It's on the top <laughs> left the side of your bracket. I'm looking at. Yeah. So, what do we want to do here? Like, uh, who you got in the lead eight out of the West? Yeah, just tell and, me. And what, if there's I mean, any upsets, just let me know. Like, just just scan it here because I got like, I got Gonzaga and Arkansas. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Connecticut. I think that's a that's a twelve over a five right there. New Mexico State over Connecticut. 
uh, Memphis, they'll win that first game, but they can't play with Gonzaga. I I watched that AAC final today, and and Houston I thought was pretty decent. But the last two games that I've seen Houston play, I'm like, ah, I think they're pretty average. I don't think they're as good as the Houston team that we saw last in the last tournament. Uh, so, yeah, I got Arkansas. And I know everybody's picking Vermont. But, man, I like I like Arkansas's team. I think their big guy who was – he got in foul trouble in this last – in this last game they played in the SEC tournament. And he gave it to Oscar when we played – we played Arkansas, uh, but yeah, I got Gonzaga and Arkansas in that top, in that top half of the West. Who you got, Patrick? Well, I I agree with you. I like Gonzaga and Arkansas as well. Um, okay. I did hear a lot of people picking Vermont, and I think it's just because their contrast in play. Vermont does yeah. like to slow it down a little bit, but they also mm-hmm. said that you know in March the teams that like to slow it down and grind it out have more success. Arkansas does rely a lot on perimeter shooting, but I think they're just too good, too athletic for Vermont. Um, I also picked New Mexico State over UConn. Um, But my mom also called me after the brackets, and she said, bet on Boise State. Her being being an Idahoan herself. And I said, Mom. Shout out, Pauline. And I said, Mom, you don't understand. Memphis is hot right now. Ever since Penny kicked off Imani Bates, this team is rolling. She said, Boise State upset somebody in their uh, conference finals to win, and I don't even know who it was. But um, my mom never play on a, Do they play on a blue court like the <laughs> football team plays on a blue turf? Do they play like that's how much Boise State basketball I've watched? I have no idea. I don't. I don't have a clue. I know more about their football <laughs> team than their basketball team. I'm also picking Memphis there. I'm going against my mom. She's never known anything about basketball. Um, <laughs> but honestly. Dang. Honestly, though, I just don't feel like Gonzaga has much of a challenge in a second-round game. And um, New Mexico State likes to defend, and I think they can score pretty good. But I think yep. Arkansas advances. I'm going Gonzaga and Arkansas as well. Cool. We're on the same page so far. Uh, in this bottom half, it could get crazy. It, it really could. Because Michigan State as a seven seed down there. That's a joke. I mean, that's a tough – game for duke to play like they did coach k no favors in his going away his farewell tour i mean it's hard to pick michigan state against duke because like duke's got superstar level talent and you're like sooner or later those guys are gonna like explode and they're gonna look try to impress the nba scouts in the ncaa tournament uh Alabama as a six seed, if they get hot, they can beat anybody. They're going to get up. They're going to have more offensive possessions than probably anybody in the tournament. And if they hit shots, man, like they're a team that can make a run. Uh, I think Texas Tech is a good team. They're a three seed, and they just got the worst draw that they could get as a three seed. The worst. Having to play Alabama in that in that second game if they get past Montana State and then Duke and Michigan State battling it out and who knows Davidson could could take out Sparty I don't know uh but r- right here I got Alabama and I got Duke all right we're going to differ a little bit here I'm actually going with um 
I think Alabama beats uh, Rutgers or Notre Dame. It doesn't matter who wins that game. I look for yeah. Texas Tech to beat Alabama. Texas okay. Tech defense against Kansas in the Big 12 was, you know, their it championship was. game. It was it was good. They're nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking for Davidson to beat Michigan State. I actually think Michigan State's been overrated all year long. I don't look think they've played really well. And this Duke-Cal State Fullerton's tough for me because Cal State Fullerton, uh, their assistant coach is Ryan Hamm from Mason County. Oh, Ryan, yeah. Ham, Ryan, Ryan Ham, Ham. making a, making an appearance in the big dance. And I think Ryan Ham's appearance on the bench will be good enough to get Cal State Fullerton probably eight to ten points. But hey, Ryan Ham was a Ryan Ham was a great bench player for state champion in Mason County. Like what other 10th region champion had a division one coach on coming off the bench to play point guard? That's how good that team was. None that I can think of. Um, you know, like I said, I think with his uh preparation and execution i think uh, cal state fullerton will probably hang close for the first first 10 minutes of the first half and i look for duke to pull away there just because of their athletes duke's going to beat davidson in the second round and it's going to be duke texas tech in that pod there for a trip to the elite eight all right so if we have gonzaga and arkansas i I mean we're only yeah, we're only differing in one area. You got Texas, Texas Tech, and I got I got Alabama. Right, but I took Davidson. You kind of I thought you favored Michigan. Yeah, State. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was. I'm like I think everybody. Tom Izzo is a tough out in a tournament game on a neutral floor. Like, and that's one that's, of those storylines that the they're going to hype up in the second round is Izzo and Coach K. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If it if it happens and. Uh, I just look for Duke, man. Their superstars are going to take over and not let it go at some point. Bancaro, I think, is the number two pick. And this could be his his time to break out and try to earn that number one slot over Jabari Smith. All right, so we going to the east or are we going to finish up the west? Well, let's just go ahead and finish up the west. All right, uh, let's do it. Do you got? Well, I got Gonzaga over Arkansas. I do. I do as well. I think this is probably one year where Gonzaga earned the overall number one seed and probably is the favorite going. I think in. they did deserve the number one overall seed, but I don't think they're the number one over. I don't think they're the best team. Like I think they have flaws. It's just will they will they face a matchup that can exploit those flaws, and uh. Duke, I've got Duke going to the Elite Eight. What, what do you have? Do you have I have Texas, Texas Tech? Tech. I have Texas Ooh. Tech beating Duke. Oh, that's I a do. tough matchup for Duke. That is a really tough matchup because of the man-to-man defense. And Texas Tech is physical, man. They 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 are. But, you know, Duke does have the big guy in the middle. Um, can't think of his name. The big rim protector they got. Yeah. Played really well against Kentucky and gave Oscar some fits at the beginning of the year. Mark, Mark, well, something. Williams, yeah. Mark, Mark Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, um, you know, towards the end of the John, year, I, they've got two big guys that can do the damage and, in that game. And St. John is a physical player too. He's kind of like a Lance Ware. he's not afraid to come in there and get four fouls in a matter of a couple minutes, but yeah. I think the difference is going to be, and I think you saw this late in the year. It seems like Duke's freshman kind of wore down fatigue a little bit. They didn't play very well towards the end of the year. Carolina beat them pretty Good on their home floor. Then Virginia yeah, Tech. I don't, I don't know what happened there. They just like the, the floodgates opened all at once, 
uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go Texas. Sometimes Texas. they are freshmen. Well, right, okay, right. Well, they're still only 18 years old. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Texas Tech versus Gonzaga, and I'm taking Gonzaga to win the West. Okay. Uh, I've got Duke versus Gonzaga, and I've got the Blue Devils going to the Final Four. Man, you're really all in on this Coach K farewell tour. I'm like, I don't even like Duke, but I just, they've got, they've got such a good starting five. They've got such a good starting five. It's insane. The amount of skill is in, in their starting five. If they could just get stops and, and stop shoot and stop shooting stupid shots in transition. I'm just not so the ball to Bancaro. Let it on Trevor Keels yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I like Trevor Keels, but yeah, he's a little inconsistent. You know, he played extremely well against Kentucky. He did. He sh- he's shown it in several games this year that what he's capable of. But I mean, he was inconsistent. He had he didn't have a great game against North Carolina. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got Duke. I think Trevor Keels is going to play well. This is. At this this tournament becomes for a lot of these guys who were uh, projected in the first round of the NBA draft. This tournament becomes uh, your showcase. You're you're on the national level. You're on Turner in front of all the NBA eyes. Uh, what are you going to do for your draft stock? I think that, Trevor Keels and Paolo Bancaro are two guys that are going to step up. And Kills Kills already has an NBA body. You know, he's strong. He's low to the ground. I think if he gets a consistent jump shot, you know, he hit a lot of those threes early on in the year. He hasn't been shooting it as well. But if that becomes more consistent, he's definitely a first-round pick. His body's already NBA ready. And and Bancaro, I mean, you know, he's a stud. And, you know, him and Jabari Smith, I think, are – and people may disagree, but I think they're both more NBA ready than Chet Holmgren. Now, I know Chet, man. I know, I, and I like Chet. I do too. I like his game. I feel like maybe all around, you know, yeah. but his body, I think, is frail and fragile. I think he get pushed right. around a lot. Of, but I will tell you this: when I watched Jabari Smith, I had shades of Kevin Durant, man. I think what I think the the difference here is who 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 will have the first pick because Chet Holmgren. You give him a year from now, look out. He's a unicorn. You know what I'm saying? He's He's Porzingis type. So, yeah. Well, you, it's going to have to be somebody who needs some... him on potential. Well, and, and you know this, the NBA drafts a lot on potential. And, you know, whoever gets the first pick, and I'm sure that's already been decided by now, but I said we know NCAA basketball. I didn't say we know NBA basketball. Well, it's a draft lottery. I mean, you know who's got the best chance. Orlando Magic is already eliminated from the playoff contention. So <laughs> Right. And whoever <laughs> – and whoever drafts first is probably going to need somebody to play right away. If they do, then they draft Jabari Smith because he he reminds me of Evan Mobley, who was may have been the best player out of last year's draft. I just watched uh, Auburn a few times this year, and um, yeah. it just seems like he could get to his spots. He he could get there, then he could rise and elevate over top. And once, I just once I, he started hitting the three point shot it was over for me when he started hitting the three-point shot i was like oh man he's the number one pick it's like he's unguardable yep who's right, let's the, move on to the east the east all right hold on first of all do you know have you looked at the final four logo 
So Final Four is in New Orleans. Have you looked at the logo? I haven't yet. It's a pretty cool logo. I mean, I like the I like the colors. They went with the Mardi Gras purple, yellow, and green colors. Uh, the the design. It's not as complex as like the old school ones. Like, I don't know. This is New Orleans, like sixth time hosting the final four and they had some cool logos back in the day. I don't know if you remember the 93 final four logo, but it had like musical notes. That was the UK was in the final four in 93, right? They lost to right. Michigan. Uh, yeah. The and, and North Ford. Carolina, North Carolina won it uh, because of Chris Weber's timeout. Right. Memorable moment in New Orleans uh, Final Four history. And then the 2012 tournament was there, Kentucky over Kansas. The 87 Final Four was in New Orleans. That was uh, the Keith Smart. Oh, ah, Indiana. Is that Syracuse? Yeah. And then, hey, the maybe the best Final Four in the history of Final Fours, the 1982 Final Four. Louisville. North, North Carolina over Georgetown. Michael Jordan from 17 feet to win the game freshman mike jordan yeah good history in the new orleans final fours their logos were some of the greatest they had in 82 is like a trumpet with a with a basketball net on the end instead of the horn pretty dope logo I'm I'm, i'm a logo freak and like some of the some of the logos I, that final fours have had like every time san antonio has a final four their logos are like super country they got like a cowboy hat on it some cowboy boots and stuff i hate that atlanta's atlanta's never uh done anything to impress me with their logos but the best logo is 1996 with the statue of liberty in it that's the best logo for me ever I agree, and I just looked up the uh, 2022 Final Four logo when you was giving me my history lesson there. I appreciate that. I didn't know all it's that. It's pretty basic, uh, right? It's pretty uh, basic, though, right? Yeah, the, but I, it is basic. I think they could have done more. Yeah. But They'll never do as much as the Denver 1990 Final Four. They had a huge mountain behind a basketball. Pretty cool, pretty cool logo. The most – the most anybody's ever done with a Final Four logo, though, is look up Tampa Bay in 1999. Palm trees. The basketball's in the sun. Like, they really did the most in 99. I'm telling you right now, I'm looking up the 1990 one. I like that. I That's like the, dope, map the background. Yeah, that is a cool That is a cool logo. Who was 90? Was that uh, UNLV? Did they win it in 90? The running Rebs, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's let's get back to let's get back to picking teams. No, but well, so, I honestly, I honestly like that stuff there. That's pretty cool. I like I like the history behind it. But you know, in the East up top, I'll go first this time. Yeah. I think the most intriguing matchup is obviously that eight nine Carolina and Marquette. Um, uh-huh. Carolina is playing a little bit better. I'm actually going to pick Carolina there. Um, I don't know. Are they because they're in their ACC tournament? game they look pathetic that's true they did you're right i couldn't believe how they were playing i think and i was just hung up on when you have whole- betting interest when you have betting interest in north carolina it makes it a lot worse too but uh, yeah i agree that's an intriguing intriguing matchup 
And I'm honestly going to say that whoever wins that matchup beats Baylor. Oh, I I'm just, you know, and I'm sorry to Owens Crawford. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I, my boy. I, I can't hardly pick against Baylor. Cause I, I just but, don't feel like this is the same. No, that's, Baylor a tough, team. that's a tough matchup for Baylor in the second round. It really is. Um, um no matter who it is. And I like, and I actually like St. Mary's to beat UCLA. UCLA, they ran, they ran their course you like the last year. Kid, right? You like the koozie kid a lot. Huh? Well, I just, they play a lot of international basketball, man. They have a lot of international they players. Do. They have high basketball IQs. They play the game right. And I've only seen them one sample, and it was a year, and that was when they beat Gonzaga. So I probably saw them at yeah. their best. But, mm-hmm. I, Man, UCLA, after what they did last year, I thought they were uh, for certain number one seed this year, bringing yeah. those guys back. Johnny Juzang comes back. And I know they've had some injuries, but they've UCLA had, just isn't playing as well. Rough, yeah, UCLA, UCLA's had some rough patches, like missing players and stuff. But So that's why I'm going I, with – I'm going to go with uh, Carolina and St. Mary's. Oh, okay. Um, I've got – I've got Baylor and I've got UCLA. The this is my defense for UCLA, okay? I think they play tournament basketball. And th- th- this is what I have determined tournament tournament basketball. When it's a close game, are you physical on the defensive end and can you score at the end of the shot clock on the offensive end? And I like Mick Cronin did a really good job. He's impressed me with him calling a different set every offensive possession in a tight game. It takes a lot of uh, discipline from your team. Their point guard, I really like him, uh, Tiger Tiger Campbell. Campbell. I think he's a great floor general. And I like like their physicality on offense. Like sometimes they'll get – a post up and it's very old school from either Juzang or uh some of their other players. So I'm taking UCLA. I've got Indiana beating St. Mary's, bro. I I just don't think St. I like the way St. Mary's plays. I just don't think they have enough scoring. Like I who's going to score against a great defensive team like Indiana? So I think that's a bad matchup for him. Uh, I'm, I'm picking I'm picking Marquette over North Carolina only because I bought an old school Marquette hoodie recently from 199. They're a cool store. Check them out. They got vintage stuff. Uh, so, but I got Baylor beating Marquette and then uh, Baylor playing UCLA. UCLA beating Indiana in a blue blood matchup. Well, per Indiana fans, a blue blood match. I really wouldn't even call Indiana blue blood anymore. No, they've definitely. Uh, I wouldn't put them in the blue blood uh, blue blood conversation. But um, you talk about St. Mary's and not being able to score against Indiana. I, I watched them score against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's got length they at did. every position, and um, and I know St. Mary's also likes to control the tempo. Man, they can play in a variety of ways. I and I won't be shocked if Indiana or Wyoming, whoever that is, beats St. Mary's. But I don't know. I'm I'm drinking the St. Mary's Kool Aid right now. And I'm going to have them against North Carolina for a for a trip to the uh, Elite Eight. Well, I'm drinking juicy juice fruit punch. 
Well, it's, so, that's not near um, as good um, as the. That's not as good as the St. Mary's Kool Aid. <laughs> the St. Mary's Kool Aid is probably altar wine. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. And uh, down in the bottom. Okay. I'm also drinking the Virginia Tech Kool Aid. I think they beat hey. Texas. Although yeah. Texas is the best, one of the best defensive teams in the country. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech's rolling right now. I look for that yeah, to be are. between um, – I look for Kentucky and Purdue to be, you know, there and Kentucky to go out. I think Kentucky – Purdue has some matchup problems for Kentucky. Oscar doesn't go yeah. well against the big seven-footers. and But right. I just – I think – I don't know. I think Kentucky got their bad game out of the way, didn't shoot the ball well. I think they're built for March. I think they have depth. I think they, they – they're going to have to pick up stars- their did the Monstars steal Kellen Grady's talents? Like, what happened to Kellen Grady last game? Well, it seems to me like he's passing up good looks to pump fake to get a contested look. Just shoot the first good look. Right. Just be a catch and shoot player sometimes. Anyway. But I'm going to go uh, with – I'm going yeah. with – um. You got Purdue and Kentucky? Yeah, and I'm going with – I'm going to go with Kentucky to come out of the bottom, and I'm going with St. Mary's to come out of the top. Oh wow, St. Mary's! You so really are beat, on the altar. If they could beat the first round, I'm in trouble. Well, first I want to give a shout out to my aunt Marla. She got her dream scenario in this tournament selection. Her alma mater, Murray State, and Kentucky, both playing in Indianapolis. And uh, she was at my house a couple weeks ago, and I told her I was like, "Man, if that that could happen, they could put Kentucky and Murray State in the same." in the same location uh pretty cool scenario but uh yeah i'm with you i got virginia tech over texas i i like i think virginia tech's run continues a little bit further uh purdue's purdue's a good team that's that sucked seeing purdue down there with kentucky because i think it's a bad matchup for us but the one thing uh, i'll tell you the one thing i'll tell you about purdue they're 100th in defensive rating. They can't guard. Hmm. Well, that's that's good. We need to shoot higher percentage shots going going forward. Like it was tough getting high percentage shots against Tennessee for us. It really was. It was. I agree. Uh, and that's a credit to Tennessee. I think like Tennessee plays some good basketball. Their guards are physical. Um, but. Here I've got uh, Purdue over Virginia Tech. I got Murray State beating San Francisco. I think Murray State is a good, a really, really good team. Um, that was a really good draw for them because they didn't want to see a Power Five school right off the bat. You know, they didn't really want to see a Power Five school right off the bat. So they got their wish there. Kentucky plays the St. Peter's Peacocks. Like, who named that team? A third grader, <laughs> a, a third grader drawing male genitalia on everything in his classroom named the St. <laughs> Peter's Peacocks. Anyway, Kentucky will beat St. Peter's despite St. Peter's good D. Um, <laughs> I've got Kentucky, I got Kentucky against Purdue. Um, God, it's a tough matchup. I, I feel like I'm going with my heart when I pick Kentucky. That's how tough of a matchup it is. Um, but I, I pick, I'll pick Kentucky in that game. Like Purdue doesn't scare me at all. Like 
if what? if Kentucky were going, if they had a tough draw like uh, in the three seed spot, like Texas Tech or Tennessee or Wisconsin, I'd feel way worse. I think. Right. I feel like we got the best possible three, three seed, seed that we could have gotten. Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna select Kentucky. Right. And uh, against honestly... against UCLA. Oh. Boy, the UCLA beat Baylor. The Big Blue Nation would really have a fit if Johnny Juzang scored 40 against Cal since they think he could have had, you know, you know, after that run he had last year. That's all we heard about is why he wasn't right. playing in Kentucky. But um, um, and a lot of this, you know, I just, you know, I've heard people say Kentucky needs to be scared of Murray State. And I'm not discounting Murray State at all. 30 and 2. No. 18 and 0 in the OVC. But if you're a Final Four team like Kentucky says they are, you got to beat the likes of Murray State. And you got to beat the likes of Purdue. And, you know, the one thing I didn't want for Kentucky because I researched this was Kentucky's record against teams who were 25th or better in defensive efficiency wasn't very good. And they don't have anybody Mm -hmm. in the entire bracket. I think the Mm -hmm. lowest, I think Baylor's the best or Texas is the best at like. 30, maybe. Huh. Good info, Patrick. Well, I did a little research today. I was, but, uh, but um, we got Gonzaga coming out of the bracket. You got Kentucky beating UCLA? I do. I do too. I have Kentucky in the final four. Although UCLA does have one of my favorite players. I like that Jaime, Jaime Jaquez or whatever. Dude, I like his game. He can play, man. I like he's an old, he's an old school face up four. Like, He'll pump fake you to death, lean in, and make a bank shot from, like, 12 feet. He reminds and me of Rocky at the playground. Remember hey, Rocky? Respect, respect my call, Rocky. You got to respect his call. Hey, you didn't want to see you didn't want to see Sneed and Rocky in a two-on-two game at the park. You knew it was going to be a rough day. The way Rocky ran the pick and roll, and he'd also set up and take a charge on help side and two-on-two. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want no part of that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to the south, right? The south. Next. All right. The south. All right. I feel the like dirty, this... the dirty south. You want hey, to go to you... the top half first? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, did you know that a seven-seater lower has made the Final Four in seven of the last eight tournaments? Like, Was one of those the fighting sister genes of Loyola Chicago? It had to be, right? I did not know that. R.I.P. Sister Jean. Did Sister Jean pass away? Oh, she didn't? I just (laughs) – my bad. (laughs) I think I saw her on ESPN earlier, but it could have been old footage. Well, forever live, Sister Jean. Sorry about that, Sister Jean. Sorry about that. I thought maybe you had a premonition or something, like you were saying that they were going to lose in their first round to Ohio State. No, that's just me assuming that <laughs> it was <laughs> it was not looking good for her the last time I saw her. Is all uh, all I'm saying. I Let's pick these games. Arizona, I think, has a pretty good, a pretty easy first weekend. I really do. I don't think TCU or Seton Hall can beat Arizona. The thing that kind of surprises me there is I feel like Arizona got an easier path than Gonzaga, and Gonzaga is supposed to be the number one overall seed. I agree with you. Arizona Arizona got 
hooked up here because Houston, I really wasn't impressed with Houston. Like, I think Houston can guard, and I think they have some individual, individually talented players. But the thing I saw from Houston is they're a little sloppy sometimes. I think and they I like to like make that. the game ugly. Yeah, yeah. They did that last year too, but that that was their identity, I think, was different last year. And they had shot makers uh in that on that team they had. Uh I like Illinois. I think Illinois had, you know, their adversity because they haven't won big games, but they got a big guy that can absolutely play. Um, I've got Illinois coming out playing Arizona, but I got the Wildcats. I think they got hooked up on the on the bracket. I agree. I definitely think they got the easiest path, but um, I agree. I've I've got Houston beating UAB just because I only thing I know about UAB is the UAB's in trouble in that game. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Illinois Chattanooga game kind of shocks me because everybody on TV picked Chattanooga, but once again, wow. we're not everybody on TV. We're uh, the yeah. state hot podcast and we know more than those guys. Um, you this know, this isn't the Chattahoochee it's Chattanooga, right? I think they were confused. And I think Seth, yeah. Seth Davis and Seth Greenberg and all those guys that probably had one too many cocktails this afternoon, but you know, not only does Illinois have Kofi Coburn, but they've also got if you don't they have Marcus Carr? Wasn't they the guard that they thought was mm-hmm. coming to Kentucky? Right. Then he transferred yeah. to Illinois. Good, and they also have they have I think they have a strong backcourt as well as with Kofi. So I look for Illinois to win the first round game, then beat Houston. And also yep. I got Arizona over Illinois in that as well, because I just feel like Arizona is not going to be tested until potentially the Elite Eight. Yeah, we just took all chalk in that little pod and that's probably the worst thing you can do is just take all chalk. But I'm still sticking to that we know uh, we know more we know more than the average person. Yes. I have to agree with that. At, at the bottom, so Michigan's the eleven seed. No one thought they would even be in the tournament. They play they get hooked up by playing six seed Colorado State, but I still think they lose. I'm taking Colorado State. Like I, they've got they got to really be thankful that they didn't get six seed Alabama, six seed Texas, or six seed LSU. Like, what was the tournament selection rewarding them for? They had a coach slap another coach. I don't understand why they they in my eyes should never be in the tournament. They got the easiest team on the sixth line, and that don't even have anything to do with the reputation they caught after that incident. Like that has to do with they didn't win any game, any big games. Like that, they well, had, I did. They had few wins, but they rewarded the Big Ten for beating up on each other. Well, they. Um, and I think they were, they specifically asked that guy who, like you said, was in charge of the committee. And I think he said they had the fourth toughest schedule in college basketball. That's fine. Win some of those yeah, games. You're 17 and 14. Schedule. Right. You're 17 and 14. At, at some point, you are who your record 
indicates that you are. And I promise you that Texas A&M at 23 and 11 played a tougher conference schedule than what Michigan did. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't like the Big 10 getting nine teams, but that's beside the point. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, we got Colorado State beat Michigan playing Tennessee. Tennessee going to have two cupcakes right off the bat. Longwood uh and Colorado State. I don't know who Longwood is. I think they're St. Peter's cousin. I think they're St. Peter's arch rival. Longwood and St. Peter's. Yeah. <laughs> so then at the bottom, uh, Loyola beating Ohio State. Got to carry on that. See, when I picked that game, I thought Sister Jean is no longer with us. Now that I found out that she is still cheering on the Loyola Chicago team, they might go to the final four, dude. Um, They've done it before. Delaware. Villanova beating the fighting Joe Bidens. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got Loyola beating Villanova. And then Tennessee playing Loyola and Tennessee beating Loyola. It'll play out a dream matchup. A dream matchup in the Elite Eight, Arizona and Tennessee. Man, Tennessee's really, hot right really now. Really good basketball game. They may be. That would be a really good basketball game. They may be the two best teams in college basketball right now. They might be. They might be. I can't. You know, and Cal has said it for years that the uh, SEC tournament playing their championship game on Sunday means absolutely nothing. I remember a couple of years ago, Kentucky won the SEC tournament and stayed on right. the four line, and a team right. they beat. Stayed on the three line. Um, he made the push. Yeah, to have to, Tennessee should have been the two seed. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, no, I don't know if they not Auburn. I, Tennessee should have definitely been on the two line. I don't know who you take off. Um, you take but, Auburn or Villanova off the two line. I. That's my opinion. I don't know. Maybe Duke, but I thought Duke did enough in their ACC tournament to stay at number two. They had the chance to get a number one and they didn't win the game they needed to just like kentucky they right. didn't win the game they needed to to get the number one seed uh tennessee tennessee was on the three line they were on the three line going into the tournament how in the world after auburn loses their first tournament game does tennessee stay at three and auburn stay at two well maybe I, auburn was a one and went to two either way if you're going to choose a two seed between those two teams, you choose Tennessee. But I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Did they even watch the SEC tournament? That's Did, the thing. Do they not have? Do they not have YouTube TV? They're not fortunate like we are. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what what's going on here. They're all old school, like my dad. They can't get. They don't like streaming services. They they'd rather phone. stick to their old. They'd rather stick to their old school, either cable or satellite. I think they they have have the SEC. I think they have dial up. (laughs) (laughs) But um, in the bottom half, something tells me to pick Michigan in that game because I just don't have any faith in Colorado State. Um, I don't even know what Colorado State's got, but I'm picking them. I'm taking Michigan because in the tournament. I I I don't I don't even think Michigan should be there. But since they've been handed a gift, I think they're going to capitalize. Tennessee Mm -hmm. outlast St. Pete's. Rival Longwood. 
Um, I'm going Ohio State over Loyola Chicago this time. I feel like Ohio State going to get You're that. Going to do that to Sister Jean? Yeah, I'm going to do that to Sister Jean. I, I rode her coattails a couple years ago. I'm I'm going with Ohio State this year. And you are, ain't that awful? Ain't that awful? I probably Dude, need to. Go, I, I probably need to go repent after picking yeah, against Sister Jean. You picked against St. Peter's, and well, you made it up. You made up for it with St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah, so that's you, true. <laughs> you're um, good, but I'm going with Villanova against Tennessee, and I'm actually going with Villanova. I feel like Jay Ooh. Wright. You know, they won the Big East, and big Jay Wright guy. Big Jay. A lot Wright of people guy. aren't high on Villanova, but uh, Jay Wright's been in the tournament like 50 consecutive years, I think. Right, and I I just know I've watched Tennessee throughout the year, and they're playing some really good basketball, but they still have those laws on offense where they can't score and they have, they have every opportunity to put up a clunker and I think they're going to do it against Villanova. So then I got Villanova versus Arizona and I'm, yeah. I'm going with the Wildcats of Arizona. Going with the Wildcats of Arizona. I could say I'm, I'm going with the Wildcats and then I wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm going with the Vols, Rocky top to the final four. The only reason I didn't, cause they've never had a final four. They've never, made the final four. So yeah, um, I'm sticking that this year there won't be any different. However, they also hadn't won an SEC tournament since WWE superstar was on the roster. D- a WWE superstar was on the roster? Played at Tennessee. Who's that? Rob Van Dam? Kevin Nash. Oh, wow. Six foot 10 Kevin Nash. Diesel. Diesel. That's exactly right. So, um, but I agree, Tennessee's playing as good as anybody right now. And if they were to make a Final Four, I wouldn't be a bit shocked. I just feel like they have they have the opportunity to lay a clunker. Yeah. I I just I think they're playing really good basketball. And uh they had their guards really stepped up this week. They well, really the one, stepped up. The one thing about made, March is defense travels and their defense is solid. Yeah, their it's hard to get an open good. look. So I can see why they'll progress, but um, it's called March Madness for a reason, and I expect a lot of it. That's right. right. All right, Midwest Midwest region. I've got Um, Kansas. Don't matter which Texas school they beat, even though Corpus Christi is a beautiful city, I cannot pick them to beat the Jayhawks. I will pick Creighton over San Diego State because I thought, Creighton, I think Creighton's hot. They were hot in their turn in their conference tournament. Uh, then you got the then you got Iowa and the Richmond Spiders in a game that wouldn't even make uh, ESPN, ESPN two, or the <laughs> it would be on ESPN plus if if it were an actual game. I was like, that wouldn't but, even get on the Big Ten Network. I mean. What was the tournament committee thinking? But I, I'll pick Iowa just because I saw them play in the Big Ten tournament and I thought they played hard. They beat Purdue uh, today, so I mean, yeah, they've got to be decent. But Richmond was a six seed in their own conference tournament. They, uh, the committee said that was the only change they made today when they won their conference tournament. And they upset Davidson. Wow. So I don't know who had knocked out. Probably Dayton, since those, that was the first team out. But yeah, uh, Providence, 
uh, I'll, I'll pick Providence to beat South Dakota State. So I got Iowa beating Providence and then Kansas beating Creighton. So Kansas against Iowa, and I'm going to take Kansas to beat Iowa. Yeah, I agree. Every pick I got is the same with you. I got Kansas. Now, I did I did take a look. You convinced me on Corpus Christi, and I kind of compared the two. I made a travel brochure for Lawrence, Kansas. I made a travel brochure for Corpus Christi, and Corpus Christi is just phenomenally uh, scale of one to ten, like ten way better than Kansas, but their basketball team's not. Yeah. So I'm going with Kansas. Creighton as well. Creighton looked really good in their conference tournament until they ran into Villanova. Right. Um, I was I was one of the most efficient offensive teams um, in hey, college. Talk, speaking of the, that's the Big East tournament, right? Uh, Villanova, Creighton, and Villanova. Yeah. Have you so on Disney Plus? Do you have Disney Plus? First of all, do you have Disney? Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Check out the documentary about Felipe Lopez, the Dominican dude that played for St. John's. Yeah, I remember. Felipe Lopez. Uh, it's a really, it's a really good documentary. Uh, he was like the. He was the Michael Jordan of the Dominican Republic, and there's some cool uh, old footage of him playing in high school. He was the number one recruit in his class above of Allen Iverson. Uh, but it's uh, I'll give that recommendation tonight to watch. Well, I can't remember the name of it, but it's Felipe Lopez documentary. I remember Felipe Lopez. I mean, phew. He could ball. Yeah, he could he ball. Had a he short stint in the NBA. He could ball. But I'm going with Kansas over Creighton. I'm also going with Providence over Iowa. I like mm-hmm. Providence. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. I've only saw, saw him play Ed once. Ed Cooley. And, that's what. Uh, that's what it's. Ed I was say, I love cool Ed dude. Cooley. I love Ed Cooley. I love him a lot. Yeah. But Kansas is going to beat Providence to win yeah. out that top half there. Okay, so bottom half, LSU. Who's coaching them? I don't know. Uh, Nickelberry or something. Their assistant. Oh, Nickel Nickelberry. Gotcha. I think I think he's Dingleberry's brother. <laughs> so <laughs> they I don't got understand the what LSU's. Listen, I don't understand what LSU's doing here. They knew that Will Wade was in trouble, and they hire him back, and then they get rid of him right before they play an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, what's the deal? I, I don't understand did, that. Were they not going to play if they didn't fire Will Wade? Like, what What happened there? I, don't I know. have no It, it shocked me, the timing. Like, I can see them getting rid of Will Wade after the season. That's what but I expected. Right before the NCAA tournament, did they think if Will Wade was coaching the games that they might have to vacate him? Maybe, maybe that's it. Know. Maybe that's it. Or maybe the NCAA asked for some kind of self – well, I don't want to say self-imposed, but right. maybe uh, LSU was worried about how they look now if they kept a, a coach with five level one violations. But Look for that to be a topic, though, maybe during the tournament, but for, for sure after the tournament, who LSU is going to pay big bucks because nobody saw them giving Brian Kelly all that money and being like, here's the – one of the best programs in the country and then LSU uh, women's program. They went out and got the top paid women's basketball coach. So I think LSU is willing to pay whatever. 
there's a lot of money flowing through Cajun territory down there. But, and I don't know if you saw this, but did you see where Mike White was leaving Florida to go to Georgia? Oh, wow. Yeah. The, what? Georgia, Georgia how, fired, how? Georgia fired Tom Crean and they're hiring Mike White, which doesn't really impact either one of those schools or in the <laughs> So they pretty much, Georgia said, yeah, we're willing to accept what Florida is not willing to accept. And that's the tenure of Mike White. But I don't know. I'm glad Tom Crean got fired. Like he was a joke at Georgia. He really was. I, I he never. I don't even know if he tried. Like never got any top recruits. Was was never talked about being one of the top recruiters in the SEC, and they just they fell behind quick. He so, yeah. I've got I do have LSU beating Iowa State. Like I think LSU's got some talented players. Well, uh, LSU, that's, what, that's what I never understood. The LSU point guard that's a transfer in, I can't think of his name. Xavier um Yeah. <laughs> he torched Kentucky. I can't think of his name right now, but then they got some big guys that can stretch the floor from the perimeter right. and they got right. some talented players, man. I mm. Yeah. Uh, they play Iowa State, and I think that's a good matchup for LSU because it's kind of it's kind of contrast of styles, I guess. Um, but the LSU, if they win that game or Iowa State, they're running into Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's a really good college basketball team. So I got Wisconsin beating LSU. And then uh, I'm going to take Miami over USC only because I did. I have watched USC some. They have Evan Mobley's brother, who is probably their best player. Um, but so I, I was lo- I lost like three straight games uh, picking teams the other day. So I took at USC to beat UCLA, trying to like edge. Hit- hit a trying to hedge yeah and it didn't work out so well uh but i'm gonna take miami to beat them because i i I love uh the university of miami because of the podcast i listen to they're all they're in south beach and uh they're all most of them are miami grads so i'd like to see them do well and then i got auburn beating jacksonville state uh and then auburn beating miami and auburn beating wisconsin uh with the auburn wisconsin game is really intriguing because it's uh you know two of the best players in the country going against each other johnny davis is the real deal for wisconsin yeah, johnny davis and and jabari smith i want to see I, that matchup i'm actually going lsu as well wisconsin I also like Miami, Florida there. Um, with LSU, that was Xavier Pinson, the guard I was talking about. Oh, yeah, uh, Xavier Pinson. And he transferred from North Carolina, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm going Auburn over Jacksonville State because Jacksonville State is the A-Sun representative. And um, Bellerman actually won the A-Sun tournament, but because of Division One rules. And, you know, I know people are saying let them play, but they knew when they went up a level that these were the rules. Um, right. I guess I guess it's never happened before to cause anybody to complain, but um, in just yeah, their second year, it does. The rule's dumb, 
But if it's a rule and you know it's a rule, then there's no reason to complain about it. What's the what what's the logic? What's the rationale behind the rule? I would think if you move up a level years. from D two to D one and you're good enough to win it, advance. That guy you should win it, right? Like yeah. I mean, uh, and, and Jacksonville's the representative because they won the regular season. Right. I just um, but it says, like I said, it says what it says to me is Bellerman's way better than a son that already they're they've got a great location for a division one basketball program so well and they also got a son they also got a phenomenal coach and scotty yeah. Davenport. and tradition i mean the fighting brent box they're the uh, fighting augusta snipers or augusta rifle or whatever the augusta rifleman right brent bach but um i got um i think miami gives auburn a game in that second round matchup but i think auburn pulls ahead uh west mm-hmm. beats lsu and i got west beating auburn um Ooh. auburn just aren't auburn isn't near as good away from home and i just that's true they haven't they haven't performed well away from home they were 16 and 0 at their... home in the sec and of course i think kentucky was or not 16 and 0. They were undefeated at home in the SEC. Um, mm-hmm. Kentucky was also undefeated at home. I think there was one other school, but you know, Auburn doesn't seem to perform as well away from home. So I'm going with Wisconsin over Auburn. And then I'm going, okay. I'm actually going with Wisconsin over Kansas. Oh wow. Okay. I'm going with Auburn over Kansas. Auburn in the final four. I got three SEC teams in the final four. Hey, SC, I'm I'm telling you what, I know the I know um Big Ten got nine teams or whatever, but you're not going to convince me that their conference was better than the SEC from top to bottom. convince me that the SEC wasn't the best basketball conference. The very best. I mean, it's it's silly that, that people are claiming the Big Ten. Like, you're – maybe I, if, if I'm wrong about this, I want every Big Ten fan that I know to get at me on Twitter. I don't care. The Big Ten, out there nine teams. Who? How many? How many is going to make? How many is going to make the Elite Eight? Let's see. I had Gonzaga, Arkansas. I had. I had Baylor. I had UCLA. Purdue and Kentucky. So that's one. Arizona, Illinois, two. Tennessee, Villanova. Kansas. I did have Iowa. Did I have Iowa beat Providence? I think I did. Yeah, you did. So I did have four in but the still. Um or no, I had I had three. But still, all right, three out of nine is 33%. I that's, promise that's pretty you, strong at the top, but I'm jumping my, on my, the Texas. Hey, I'm going all in on Texas AM once again. Texas A&M would go farther than six or seven of those schools. I agree. I think Texas A&M was a good team, and they got left out of this tournament. It's not cool. I hope I hope I can get the NCAA tournament chairman or chairman or the committee to listen to this podcast. I hope they come at us. We'll go third. Well, I think maybe also the tournament committee was distracted by Tom Brady coming out of retirement just like two months after. Yeah. This whole retirement. I mean, what's Brady doing? Brady just flat out took all the 
all the mystique and everything away from the NCAA selection Sunday by now I'm right in the middle. He's coming he's such back. An ego, he's such an egomaniac. He was like, I can't have this. Every channel, every you channel's got college basketball. I, I'm coming back. <laughs> so my final four is Gonzaga and Kentucky. Uh-huh. Arizona and Wisconsin. I got Duke and Kentucky, Tennessee, and Auburn. Hey, if it's Duke and Kentucky, that's 30-year anniversary of 92. Uh I don't like hearing that. Well, you know, like it's gonna change diff- it's gonna change differently. Uh, yeah, well, it has to. <laughs> but I actually have Gonzaga and Arizona in the finals, and I have Arizona winning it all. My my heart just told me that a Wildcat had to win it all. And I don't think Kentucky and Gonzaga uh, it, <sighs> that'd be tough, but um I think Gonzaga right now is probably the better team. And so I had to go with my other wildcat and pick Arizona to win it all. Kellen Grady's going to get it together. He's going to get it together. And Ty Ty Washington, if Ty Ty Washington and Kellen Grady can have great games together, you know, you're good. You know what you're getting from Sheebway. He's going to get a double, double 18 and 15. You know, you can pretty much count on him. Uh, Wheeler's struggle with a shot. That's I think that's a big reason for the way they played the other night. It was Tennessee just packed it in the paint with Darren Wheeler to take even 15-foot shots. And that's Um, the thing, and I think that's what other schools will start doing because shooting is not his strong suit, but um, the only way to beat that is, you know, take him out and put mints in and – so, yeah. you know, but Wheeler, Wheeler's a facilitator, man. He can break guys down off the dribble when they guard, he passes. Right. But, you know, if, if he can just knock down a couple shots early, it, it loosens the defense tremendously, but right. he just, you know, he just hadn't been able to do that. So I, I have Kentucky beating Duke and then I've got Auburn beating Tennessee and Kentucky against Auburn. And I've got the Auburn Tigers winning the championship over my Kentucky Wildcats. I just don't think Auburn can put together six good games away from home to win it. Right. I, but I, but I, listen, Bruce Pearl is phenomenal. I like Bruce Pearl. I, there's been several games they've had to stop and, you know, mop up his sweat because they were uh, – it was a hazard to a player injury. But he – um he does a good job, man. And all, but Auburn's guards are so inconsistent. You know, they got the kid from EKU that's had a good season. Yeah. I just, I, but I, I, tell, I do, I do like, uh, I tell you that the person who I think's made that team is Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler has, has been a great addition. He and Jabari Smith make up two of the best front court duos in the country. And I, that's, that's kind of what I'm going with. Like, I think Jabari Smith is going to have that kind of tournament uh, where he's tough to guard and uh, best player in the tournament. And he's he's probably been one of my favorite guys to watch this year, other than yeah. Oscar. I love watching Oscar work the interior just right. for being a guy that's undersized. But um, J- 
Jabari Smith has impressed me as much as anybody. I've seen Ben Carroll play really well, then I've also tuned into games to see Ben Carroll play really bad. Um, ben Carroll like, has disappeared in some games. Like, well, I don't well, know. If, if, I think that's remember, more. I think that's more like Duke. Uh, they have they have trouble getting the ball to one dude every trip. Like, if Ben Carroll's killing, they've got to keep giving it to him and sometimes he'll you know he'll miss a shot on a face-up jumper and then the next time down the court they don't go to him uh i don't know well they also the one thing that i think makes duke scary is and i can't think of his name but he's number 21 griffin i think yeah he's shooting the three at a very high clip right now Mm -hmm. and he's taking a lot of pressure off you know some of the other Duke guys like Bancaro and Williams underneath. And, but, um, you know, the things that kind of, I've always been a conspiracy theorist, you know, this, I still feel like the NBA's rigged. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you have been, and I'm not changing that, but you know, the thing I think of now are the referees going, are they going to buy into coach K's farewell tour? Is Duke going to get some calls late? You know, that's the stuff that I'm start thinking about. So I plant that seed in my head. So when mm-hmm. it happens, I can say, I told you so. I told you so. Hey, maybe. But you've got, you've got a, maybe you're onto something there because, well, yeah. you know, Duke's, Duke's games, they're going to get probably the best crew. They're not getting Doug Shouse so, and Pat Adams. Uh, I can't see Doug. I can't see Doug Shouse being on a, on a Duke game in this he, tournament. Maybe I'm wrong. The, he did the Memphis-Houston game today. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't. Him and Pat notice. Adams flew straight from Tampa, I guess, to Texas and did the AAC finals today. But um, that, that was a cool moment when he called that fifth foul on Sheebway and <laughs> and Cal made a spectacle of it. Like, that was hilarious. But, I mean, <laughs> I, but, you know, and, and I've heard this, and I don't want to get off on, you know, Kentucky too much, but – um you know, I've heard people say that Shouse has openly said that he hates calling Kentucky games, but he gets an awful wow. lot of them. So I mean, it seems like he's on a lot of Kentucky games, but right, it sucks because it sucks not because he sucks. Like I don't know, I don't, I don't well, like just, to say that. And I'm not saying, and I'm there's you know, such a microscope on Doug Shouse officiating Kentucky games. Why even do it? Right. And, you know, and he may be a good official, but Kentucky doesn't perform well in games he officiates. I'm not saying he's the reason. Right. But that's a statistic. But I could even I could even tell you, like at the high school level, when I coach girls, there were three officials that I scratched that weren't the three worst officials in the association. But the way they called basketball games didn't benefit my team. So, you know, he may call it in a way. Well, he may call it in a way that, you know, just doesn't benefit Kentucky. I just feel like with Doug Shaw sometimes he'll let you beat your brains out for three minutes and he'll call a flop for Oscar's fifth. Yeah, man. I don't, it just it was know. probably a foul, but for Oscar's fifth foul, that's the foul that he gets called for? Like, come on, dude. Well, but Falky's fa- known I'm, for Falky's known for his flopping ability. And you're you're right. an anti-flopping activist. I am. I'm an anti-flopping activist. And that there was 
quite a bit of acting. And I don't believe referees should reward that stuff. The referees, and, you know, and here's the thing, though. You're starting to hear the announcers call them out because anytime there's yeah. contact, it's a charge. Yeah. You know, they're calling charge nine, nine out of ten times, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, legit charge or not. And I think a lot of it is, you know, and somebody said to me, and this is what I'm going to end with because it's getting late. Um, okay. The Somebody told me one time that, you know, first of all, the charge is probably one of the biggest momentum-shifting calls in basketball. You know, and the referee comes out of there, and they put those hand gestures, and they kind of punch the air forward. You know, mm -hmm. if they made this charge call like spirit fingers, referees wouldn't <laughs> want to call it all the time because they'd have to do spirit fingers. Right. But because they're able to, you know, do that momentum and, you know, get the crowd behind that big fist pump or whatever, it just changes the whole complexion of the game. It's kind of like, you know, with Tennessee yesterday, as bad as Kentucky played, like when Ty Ty got bumped and threw it up. Yeah. You know, that may have, he may have got bumped before the shot, whatever. Right. But that whole thing changes the whole complexion of the game. Yeah. That call. So what did Washington just make? He didn't shoot. He throws, missed the free he? throw. He missed it. He missed. He missed front end on that. Yeah, it was. I just, I just remember they they didn't call the and one. We didn't score, and then Tennessee comes down and makes a. I think they made a three on that possession, and it was like, man, we just lost six points. Like that was a six point swing there because if that was an and one, it's plus three. Instead, we don't get that three, and then we're minus three. Uh, yeah, and that that was a big uh, decision, I guess. But I guess you could call that uh, it, what you would determine that as continuation, and it's not the NBA. You know, NBA allows a step and a half after contact uh, to get the continuation for the aim one. I don't know. I, I like what you said about the charge call because I do think there's a lot of emotion involved in like char calling a charge. Uh, I I do think referees, some referees like calling a charge. Like I know I don't want to call anybody out that like being an assistant coach for a high school team, but there are some officials who like have their own signature charge call. Sure. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like that, mm -hmm. it's like kind of like a finishing move in in pro wrestling. Like you want to get you want to get that in. I, I gotta get that in, right? So and, and that's that, a very good point. And I think what you said is 100 percent right. And you know, and they know I just, you know, when I watch a lot of basketball, whether it be streamed, whether it be in person, whether it be as a coach whether it be college or professional, everybody in the world can see that it's a block. But the ref, yeah. and granted, they have a different angle than we have. Right. You know, and their angle is in tough. In real time, they don't get to see a replay. But when everybody but you knows <laughs> it's a bad call, you should yeah. know it's a bad call too. Yeah. So. Most of them do. You, you, you got to credit some most of these officials. When they call a bad call, they really know that they sure. And, and they, you know, and it happens. Like everybody right. makes and, mistakes. 
and honestly, you know, we're fortunate in the 10th region to have some of the best. And, you know, and I feel like at the collegiate and professional level, they all do a very good job of managing the game. And they're all going to make calls we don't agree I'll with. What, that's just I, was, part of it. I, was, I was really encouraged by the officiating in, in our games, whether it be junior varsity or varsity. I was really encouraged at the quality officiating. Like, it's a tough job, especially, man, I'm not – I'm not trying to say our gym's any different than any other gym, but our fans ride them officials like crazy. And they're good sports about it, almost every single one. So uh, I think officials get such a bad uh, go of things, especially on social media, man. Every Kentucky fans are the worst. Like every time they lose, it's, it's officials' fault. Like, right, and, you know, but, it's like, you know, if it ain't the officials, it's the coach. If it ain't the coach, yeah. it's somebody else. It's never self, self doubt. Right. Go always pass and blame. But sometimes you, know, you just lose games, man. That's a, that's the sport. Give credit where it's due. Other team may outplay you, maybe better than right. you that night. But with that being said, the last thing I want to say is we had a little tenth region flavor at the SEC tournament. Bart Lennox called some of the SEC tournaments. So yeah, Bart yeah, was did. one of the best, one of the best officials in our region. I'm glad to see him moving up it's well deserved but it is I, cool to see him on some uh college basketball games on tv i think that's awesome with that being said todd appreciate you giving me, me up yeah. uh, about an hour and a half Thanks. on a sunday night when i know you got three kids that are probably in bed or at least wanting some daddy time but i appreciate you coming on oh and- there's no way well maybe maybe my youngest who is like two weeks old now is asleep right but the other two <laughs> they they can't they couldn't wait till like i don't know if they, they can't give me an hour and a half so i'm i'm my wife's probably upstairs like hurry is up done yet what are you doing <laughs> um but uh i appreciate it and like i said yeah, earlier thanks, thanks for having to me. uh to all those people out there that win their uh, office pools because of us we just asked for 10 percent hey you just give me a shout out when you win one and you, and you took some tips from me or Patrick, give us a little shout out on Twitter, boost this stay hot podcast. Patrick is doing an amazing thing with this podcast. I think it's a great podcast, great sport podcast. Y'all you and Evan did a great job with the 10th region weekly. That was dope. Uh, so keep it going. I mean, there's no reason now that, you know, the 10th region basketball is pretty much over except for, the state tournament keep this thing going keep doing what you're doing um and thanks for having me on here with that being said stay tuned and And stay stay hot. hot